Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. don't do anything to like coordinate ourselves we can do the friends clap though <laughs> it's been a while but Which i feel like i'm really great it. for me because it doesn't help at all with syncing because the friends clap is historically asynchronous <laughs> but sure oh i'll God. play along with the bit if you want i it's usually that or some sort of like coordinated scream. I feel like is the best way to kind of like sync our audience. <laughs> That's <laughs> just like a general sigh. Just, oh, just okay. howl at the moon. That would actually be kind of therapeutic at the moment, honestly. I wouldn't mind. Yeah, go for it. Live your truth. <laughs> Welcome to the Into the Twilight 2020 Go Howl at the Moon. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. I, honestly, I feel like that's the easiest way for us to start getting listeners that are furries. Like, I just, I want their money. How do I support them? And anyway, to answer that question, here's our host for the week, Jenny. Welcome to the space. What a chaotic introduction. Resident expert. Oh my god. I hope. That's what the notes I got were, so I don't know. Interview with the vampire scholar? Question mark. So... I do have to confess, today I found out the title of the interview with The Vampire, not A Vampire. Okay, we have to talk about this right off the bat. Right. I've been wrong, like, the whole time. Yeah, and also (laughs) everyone has. It's like a Mandela effect. Like, I I remember, because, like, back in the day, Jenny wrote about this for 14 East, um, and I was editing, like, this, whatever, giant 1994 retrospective of movies. Um, interview with the vampire being one of them, um, and I had to keep ch- editing. <laughs> you had to keep editing me doing it wrong. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna say it, but I will just keep adding little Google <laughs> comments, <laughs> just, just oh changing it. Yeah, because I think when you Google it too, like it'll automatically do like, uh, first. it does. Like everyone's wrong. Everyone is wrong about. No, yeah, everyone's wrong. I have cited it in papers and had no one say anything. No. <laughs> No, everyone's it's, just been led astray. I've been calling it Interview with a Vampire for so long. It just makes more grammatical sense, and I can't tell if it's a grammar thing or if it literally is, like, a Bernstein thing. And it also, like, the vampire assumes that it's just, like, there's, there's one. one vampire, right. you know? He's Which is just not vampire. true. Right. <laughs> like, this whole it's movie. a gay love story. Like, there's not, there isn't just <laughs> one, unless it's, like, one heart, one soul, and then it's, like, whoa. <laughs> Oh my god. That's actually a, it. I think that's our review there. That's, uh, yeah, we're good. Actually. Yeah, that's um, it. So Jenny, I'm not going to introduce you. you. Thank you for your time today. Cool, cool. Bye. It was nice being here. Um, but yes, uh, hello to everyone, first of all. Um, welcome to chaotic holiday time. In order to help with that, Hell yeah. we've brought in resident expert of holidays. <laughs> And furries, and also into the twilight. I think. Welcome to the space, Jenny. Is that are my notes right? Sorry. Why furries? <laughs> I, we're just twenty twenty. I want to get more what? money, and I know that they have money. What the fuck? So you have to know. Ellie is just like looking at scribbled notes on her hand, and it's like furry. That's right, right? What? It started off this morning as writing down Cody's friend, and then it ended up somehow as just furry, so I assumed that you know, you know how to unlock this puzzle. Not Does at anyone all. know how to unlock this puzzle? Um, no. Well, the search continues. We will not rest. Oh my goodness. So, hi, first of all. Um, hi. Thank you for being here and putting up of with... Cody always, but me, and I'm sorry for that part, especially. <laughs> so. It's fine. Okay, great. 
I say that about things that aren't fine too, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> oh um, the first thing that I like to do on this space is I ask Cody how they're doing, but fuck them for a second. Jenny, how are you doing? Today? Um, you know, I'm good. I just ate some vegan food. It was really good. Um, yeah, doing Heck good. Yeah. Watched watched the movie on the bus today. That's the vibe of the That's week. That's something. So that we're is feeling. <laughs> We're feeling good. Was the bus ride two hours long? <laughs> no. Watching Interview with the Vampire the way Martin Scorsese intended. Oh my god, on, on my phone, iPhone. On the bus, yeah. On the 147. That's cinema, baby. That's it. Yes, absolutely. I can't even... I feel like that would make me carsick as someone who doesn't get carsick. Of just like there's so much happening, there's it's just an overload of stimuli. I think is what I'm imagining there. So, congratulations. Yeah. First of all, thank you. Um, Cody, how the hell are you doing? I'm okay. Mm. It's we're recording on like a different time, so we're feeling a little. It's a fun new space that we're in. It is getting that Friday feeling. Stop. TJF baby. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> What if I just become like a, a weird marketer that's like girl boss and like all these like oh weird cat You're just an aggregator. Like... Just a human aggregator. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just a soundboard of like post woke capitalist, you know, memes and, and catchphrases. Damn. That's my life now. Wow. Uh how are you, dude? I honestly, Cody, thank you so much for asking. Um <laughs> I've I've waited so long um Ugh. to finally ask. I can't believe you are just extending this false narrative. No, it's fine. It's fine. Throughout every episode of this podcast. It's fine that you don't ask me how I'm doing. Um, it's a great oh. marriage that we have. Um, so I'm great. I survived teaching today on Friday the 13th. That was also a full moon. That was also a holiday spirit assembly. Um, and I'm not entirely sure wow. how, but I did. Braver than the Marines. I try my best. Yeah, truly. And... I'm also recording right now in a dark bedroom with a Christmas sweater on right now that has light up lights. And so it's a party in here right now. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, that is the vibe I'm bringing to the space tonight. That's great. And I, wow. um, I also want to just take a moment and say, what the fuck are we doing on a Friday night? Um, <laughs> the true, true, hell yeah, baby, true content creators. And instead of like not doing anything and just relaxing or going out and doing something fantastic, we are in, in our own studs right now. It's kind of yeah. beautiful. Just vibing. No electronics. Just, just vibing. <laughs> not a cell phone in sight. Oh my God. <sighs> not a mic in sight, just vibes. Um, so the first thing that I want to get to today because I'm genuinely curious is Jenny can you tell me everything about your backstory with Twilight and vampires please and thank you okay um so you guys got like 24 hours so yeah I've got oh my god it's I'll never just filibuster it just go (laughs) as long as it takes uh oh my god I obviously read the books as soon as they came out um my mom had this rule that I could watch any movie if I read the book first, which was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, like, I read them when they came out, and I was probably, like, 10. Okay. 10, 11, I think. How does math work? I don't but, know. But, <laughs> yeah. So, I was, like, 10 or 11. Got so into them. Um, I had a Twilight birthday party. <sighs> Pause. Um, no. No, you can't. You can't just skip beyond that. Um, how old were you? Where, what, I need to know. Did um, you buy it from one of those catalog things? Tell me everything. Oh, no, we made everything. We had, like, posters all over my basement. Um, I have a Twilight blanket that I still own that we had, like, as, like, our picnic blanket on the ground. Wow. There were, we put forks all over the walls. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. And my mom Set made bookmarks. Set design on the budget, baby. <laughs> Yeah, it was, we made it ourselves, and we got, my mom made bookmarks and laminated them for everyone, oh, which is very what cute. what a treasure. That's so weird. Yeah, it was, like, very cute, um, and I really don't remember much about the party other than the decorations, but, um, it was clearly important to me. Sure. 
Sure. And yeah, um, of course. <laughs> I recall I used to own a shirt that said obsessive colon disorder. Wow. <laughs> Which is so bad. Yeah, for sure. Wow. And even crazier because I have OCD. <laughs> well, and, like it, I was I was fooling myself like <laughs> the, but I wore that in public. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what do you buy that for other than to just broadcast yep. in the world, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to, like make friends, you know. Right. Um no, but I bought the shirt to wear to the premiere of the DVD at Walmart. Um Oh. Yeah, went to the party. They had a whole thing. It was great. Um, there were about five people there. Because um, <laughs> I am from Ohio. Sure. Gotcha. Okay. Makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was very small. Somehow but... the forks make a lot more sense now. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, it was just like very much my entire middle school experience was like Twilight is the coolest thing ever. Yeah. No, I so yeah, I, I mean that was that was the life, and then I kind of forgot about it for five or six years. Sure, as one. <laughs> and now we're here. <laughs> yes. So, most important question then, and I think it was kind of answered by your shirt, but I'll ask nonetheless: Were you uh, Team Jacob, Team Edward? No, Team Edward. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Weird how yep. that connects. Um. <laughs> Allie, we're never gonna get, we're never gonna get one. I know. I, I know just, you try. One day, one day someone will come on and be like, I also wanted to fuck Jacob, and I'll be like, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's not oh a sustainable relationship, okay? It's just a thing. And then you move on. Oh my god. No, I, I swear to God, if anyone cuts that and sends that Taylor Launder, I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to do something. I'm going to call your mom. I don't know. Um, so that's great. How then did you get to where you are now of like in a class about vampires? Where did that, how did the tables turn? Oh, yes. Oh, how the turns have tabled. I, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> um... I am really into horror stuff. Sure. So that kind of, I, you know, I'm getting my master's in media and cinema studies, not to brag. Um, <laughs> not to flex. Not Damn. to flex, Anya, but um, I am getting a degree in movies. and <laughs> My dream. I. <laughs> and so I'm, like, researching, like, horror stuff, and I was like, oh, there's a class on monsters. I should take that. Sure. Um and, of course, there was a vampire class, and there was a paper assigned that day, and I was like, perfect. <laughs> we'll go to my good old faithful um, Brad Pitt wig movie <laughs> interview with a vampire. And so I kind of dove back into that. I think the first time I saw it was for the 1994 issue for 14 East. Wow. I kind of, I kind of picked it out of a hat. Like, I just... Was like, that's oh, beautiful. what? I was like, what movies came out this year? And then I saw, I saw the poster for Interview with the Vampire, and I was like, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is a charming poster. You're yeah. Like, oh, what's going on it's, here? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it definitely says like, I want to know more for sure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's what got me in. Yeah. Okay. So we've come full circle back to vampires. I mean, I don't know. I. I can't speak for your life, but I would say you almost never left. Oh, true. Yeah, never. <laughs> I mean, it's always been inside me. Sure. I, as Jenny if... is a vampire. Shh, I... don't tell him. <laughs> yeah, can you just bleep that out, Cody? <laughs> yeah, Keep just it bleep in, it out. Just bleep it. Yeah, yeah, like... On it. Man, that makes me think about all the TikToks that Cody has made me aware of, of, like, the Twilight Realm on there. Whereas all these, like, women just putting two fucking dots of eyeliner on their neck, just being like, oh, I'm not a, this isn't a phase, this is not who I am. Oh my god. Um, I definitely didn't do that when I was growing up, so it's fine. Um. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> nothing to worry about. No, nothing, nothing. It's cool. Um, okay, well that honestly explains a lot more I would say um and also I feel fully I, I'm just gonna quickly delete my movie notes out of here now that I know that you're like getting a job 
fucking in movie <laughs> critique because <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of the notes I just put in was just like question marks so I don't know <laughs> I mean it doesn't mean that my critiques are good <laughs> fair I'm sure they are though um we I want to dive back into this movie because I have so many questions after watching it for the first time a couple of days ago <laughs> just have to pause really quick because we have some current events here Cody do you have your toy uh hold on <laughs> <laughs> Oh, great. And... Oh. There we Jesus. go. I thought the sad <laughs> beep the was it. Don't judge my sad beeps. How dare you? I feel like your whole life is a, just a selection of sad beeps. Like, I feel like if you listen <laughs> yeah. to this podcast backwards, it's just you making sad beeps. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just going my day to day, just <laughs> sad beeping it up. Hi, what up? Welcome to Into the Twilight. I'm Sad Screams, that's Sad Beeps. We're dealing with it. Cody, you are up first today with your corner. Can you Hell tell yeah. us why? It's case two, Fashion Corner, baby. We're back. It almost needs its own theme song. Right. I mean, like, every week we do this because every second of Kristen Stewart's life, she is wearing some sort of amazing elaborate outfit that we have to talk about. I just feel like at this point, like, her stylist is just looking me directly in the eyes and is like, you gonna pass out at some point? Like, are you doing good? <laughs> yeah. Kisu just yeah. seen photographed in a white t-shirt and jeans and I'm like, oh my god, like what? What is this? <laughs> What's happening? Uh, no, but so for a screening of Seaberg, which we've talked about somewhat uh, on the podcast before. Yes. There was a, a screening for it, and Kesu came out in this lovely two-piece situation from because she's like a Chanel ambassador or whatever. So they're like fancy. That's this is fancy shit. Yes, and I'm into it. It's like this pastel pink, like suit coat that's like bedazzled the fuck on like the the ends and everything, and a cute little skirt and nothing else besides and literally just nothing giant else. jewelry going down her chest, and it's magical. Ugh. I'm bewitched. I can't stop, lo- especially because this is the first, well, it's it's the second photo, I guess, you see on this um, Vogue article. And the first one is, like, yeah. very powerful. Um, oh, sure. And mm-hmm. very, like, naughty, and then you scroll down and you see nice, but also, like, not nice. Um, <laughs> but I can't stop making eye contact with this photo of her in the pink two-piece, because it's, like, it's, like, staring into my soul. Um, yeah. which is a little and bit. I'd like to point out that there is a small photograph of Kristen Stewart behind Kristen Stewart. Yes! It is <laughs> so powerful. And just a little sneak peek of the it's movie. like, why? This is not even the first time this has happened. We had a fashion corner <laughs> once where she was, like, pointing to something and there was, like, another, like... It was just it had her behind. name on it. Yeah, yeah, it was like, what is going on with this, like, duality of Kristen Stewart? I'm into it. It's very For powerful. sure. I'm just confused. <laughs> yeah, I mainly have a lot of questions for the Amazon Studios folks that decided that this bookshelf was a good photo backdrop. <laughs> yeah. So It looks very Ikea. It does. Yeah. It does look for very sure. Ikea. Especially because the, back, the background is all black, and it looks like so is the carpet or floor. So when you scroll mm-hmm. down to case two, it's like, is she wearing shoes? I <laughs> No legs. <laughs> no, just none legs. Left Left the building. <laughs> yeah, it's left side boob, no legs, all over <laughs> all this place. Uh, but it is very beautiful. So thank you, Kesu, for doing the Lord's work. I appreciate it. Every day. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, when she breathes, it is powerful. Okay, so I have so much power to bring to the space today. <laughs> I have been dreaming for years, for years, to talk about this man. And there's just never really been an, an apt opportunity, but today is time to officially create the Harry Styles Corner. Beep, 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 beep. Um, <laughs> we can't play any of these music because we will literally die. They will come through and just <laughs> <laughs> knock the shit out of us. But um, So this is an article from The Cut titled, Some Very Important Information About Harry Styles' Ex-Girlfriend. And you might be like, well... Neither of those people are vampires, so why? So why? <laughs> and neither of them represent toxic masculinity, so also why is it on the show? Right. It's a great question. My son, Harry Styles, um, was 
in a relationship with this French model for a minute. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. This is an, a very interesting article um, about Harry Styles. And then I scrolled down just, just a smidge more um, to find out that this woman um, has kissed not only... <laughs> Has, like, aggressively made out with both my son, Harry Styles, and my father, Robert Pattinson. And I just need to talk to her personally. Yeah, if there's anyone we need on the podcast more besides Stephanie Meyer, it's this woman. And arguably... She has so many secrets. Mm -hmm. There's there's so many things that she can probably talk about here, and I I want to know them all. Um, In an ideal world both Stephanie Meyer and this woman would be on the same episode because I feel like that'd bring a lot of powerful energy to the space. What a chaotic billing. That's really <laughs> Just a dual headliner. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, she was in the infamous Dior ad with Robert Pattinson and it's just, every time I remember that that exists, it makes me so happy. It's like, oh, okay, the world's on fire, but like at least we have that ad, so that's good. <laughs> Um, yeah, the and the good memes that came out of it. Truly. That was a great time mm-hmm. on Twitter. It was, yes. It still is. I think that there's still some people, especially recently with, with Arcats being cast, that remember that that, art, that, like, um, that commercial existed, and that's very powerful to me. Yeah. Just welcoming mm-hmm. them into the space of being thirsty. It's got a long shelf life. It's an immortal <laughs> commercial. Are you, one could even say that it is never going to go out of style. So. Wow. Okay. And that someone is me. Uh, <laughs> the last thing here, and I'm just going to quickly skip over this because I don't want to talk about it, but it's, like, important for the culture or whatever, um, is Fifty Shades sold a lot of books this decade. And that's about it. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. The, the number is 11.2 million copies, which is fucked up. It is, yeah. One of um, arguing that it's one of the most popular books, and this trilogy has taken the top three slots of the most oof. popular books of 2010s. Good lord! And it's no just like, there's so much better smut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's I think the part that makes me the most sad about it. There is a, a shining light in this piece. Um, if you scroll down to this photo of. Jamie Dornan and Dakota Johnson. Jamie Dornan just looks like he has a little secret. <laughs> that just, just a, small secret. Just a oh little tiny secret. <laughs> He's like, I, you know I know something. I'm not going to tell you, but I know something. He just looks like such a little scamp. <laughs> yeah, he, he is a rascal, for sure. Yeah. He's smizing. This is this is his peak like, chipmunk phase, too. Where he's, yeah. like, the, the ratio of beard to hair like kind of doesn't work, and like his cheeks are really puffy, and he just looks so like he's going to commit some fun, fun crimes, like fun little inconsequential crimes. <laughs> I love the idea of trying to imagine that Jamie Dornan's idea of like a foolish prank is something that's very extravagant so like he's smizing at the photographer but what he's thinking inside is like i filled dakota johnson's trailer full of pennies and it's like what the fuck jamie that's not it's not a harmless prank sir that or he just farted like i honestly can't tell what is happening on his face but i want to know more yeah uh, just a lot of scamp energy uh, <laughs> okay, I just remembered what we have to talk about next. Um, and that's a lot of scamp energy in this one, too. So, <laughs> arguably also a lot of, like, get out of my swamp energy, too. I don't know why, but I just what feel that. What is I just feel it with the smoke, okay? I don't know where it's going, but I want to know more. Your pull of references is truly just... <laughs> The way that your brain makes these connections is astounding. <laughs> Cody, I'm old. I don't know what to tell you. Like, you think it's funny, but it's all just really sad if you, like, pull it out of context, you know? <laughs> these are my last three <laughs> One is Twilight, the other is Shrek, and the last one is Jamie Dorn and the Scamp. Like, that's nothing. I have to yeah. teach people, but that's my brain. <laughs> It's yeah. my curse. Yeah. And yet, you know, you persevere. You're doing the, the Lord's I persist, work. Doing yeah. It. Uh, yeah, she persisted. <laughs> uh, okay, so this 
is from the Digital Weekly. They're talking about how a Twilight prequel is supposedly in the works, um, except for that no one's talked about it at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, From what I can read about this, it seems like the reports, anyway, are coming off very, like, Midnight Sun, uh, which I would die. I would die if they adapted that, like... Because Midnight Sun really is something. Um, right, they adapt the hundred pages that exist of Midnight Sun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just take a lot of liberties. Yeah. Um, what I love most about this, though, is it is accompanied with, and I know this is so many, this is so many photos for an audio medium, um, but this one is, like, very important. Um, it's a lot of, they're all, like, basically New Moon. Like, we've got, like, K-Stew, New Moon era, the boys are in New Moon era. And then we just get a little peek in the corner of Renezme in what looks like a scarf. Like, I honestly can't tell. <laughs> but it's a very beautiful photoshopped image that is both powerful and also haunting. Yeah, definitely haunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I agree. I There's... There's too much power, I would say, in this. Um, and Cody, can you remind me just real quick who made the image that we're looking at? Just real <laughs> Why quick. do I have to say it? <laughs> well, uh, well, okay. Props for the Digital Weekly for accurately citing. Yes, <laughs> thank you. their images. That's great. Um, but the creator of this image is Poopiz. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the name. It's powerful. There's no link. It's just that's it. We just Art. have to trust them. I, I and I trust. I trust Poopus for sure. <laughs> for sure, I do. You know, it'd be really fucking funny though. What on the the idea of a Midnight Sun reboot? Yeah. Or I guess adaptation. Yeah, I mean, fucking they did reboot it. it. So, right. <laughs> Don't let Stephanie Meyer finish that thing. Let someone else well, take what I'm over. Saying though, is what if they do it so faithfully that they also don't finish? <laughs> Oh my god. Do a hard stop in the faith of Stephanie Murray. It's just like a found footage film, basically. Right. They just Blair Witch fucking <laughs> Stephanie Meyer's brain. <laughs> wow. <sighs> yeah, I, I think the way that I can imagine, I'm like seeing it all in my head right now about like how Midnight Sun really ends. And it's going to end with the footage just cutting off with like fucking Edward crushing his cell phone in Brazil <laughs> when he finds out that Bella's like quote dead um, and that's where it is like the camera just like tilts sideways and then he just like flies off into Brazil just furious yeah that'd be good that's all I want that or I'd, I'm scared I'm scared of them doing that um, Jenny what is your favorite Twilight book by the way I forgot to ask you that oh, earlier oh my god well, it's just just answer. I haven't read them in so long. Probably Eclipse. Okay. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting uh, choice. <laughs> interesting choice. Um, I couldn't tell you why, but I feel like I, that's the one I read the most. Was it because of Rosalie? Probably. That or Jasper. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I really liked all of like the Collins more than like Bella. Oh yeah. Sure. So. <laughs> Understandable. It was probably that. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, Eclipse is really is really something there. Um, okay, I don't, I don't know that I have the emotional capacity to talk about this next set of images. Um, so I'm going to tap out on this one and just gleefully enjoy the space. Because, wow. Yeah, that's great. I also know nothing. I did no research on this. I just saw this on Twitter, and I'm like, we have to talk about oh my God. it. I don't know that we need that. I don't know that we need the research on it. no. I did a little research on this one. Please. Oh, shit. Please. Um, Jenny into the space. <laughs> okay. Because I saw it on Twitter and I was like, I need to, I need to know. So they're not dating. <laughs> uh, well, don't. But they're friends. Sure. And who's to say Zoe Kravitz isn't in an open marriage? Like, we don't know. Right. So. Fair enough. There's possibilities. And, like, um, yeah. Dakota Johnson's with Chris Martin. I'm sure that if Dakota was like, I don't, do you see what Zoe Kravitz looks like? Chris Martin would be like, yeah, yeah, that's fair, actually. Yeah, I think I think all parties would be like, yeah, do it. Like, go ahead. So. This is, yeah. 
I don't know, but... What a powerful couple that would be. They just look so hot together. It looks so good. Dakota Johnson looks so tall. Yes. I know. (laughs) It's powerful. (laughs) I've only ever seen her, like, shorter than people next to her. And so it's so nice to see her, like, you know what? Actually, I am tall. Mm -hmm. Um, It's... And also just... This jacket is fabulous. (sighs) Good jackets. Good pants. Yeah. Good fits all around. Very good. Good color coordination, which is... Go team. <laughs> yes. I do love a, a red and black fit, so that means that means a lot to me personally to see that happen there. Um, also, I have to imagine... That is... Zoe Kravitz is wearing the world's longest scarf there, yeah? <laughs> I mean, Just her father did kind of start that. Pioneer that, yeah. Right. <laughs> Just carrying <laughs> on the legacy. The yeah. yeah. It's like part of the family tradition. She has to. Sure, that makes sense. That ha- that came out, that Kravitz uh, scarf thing came out in the 2010s, right? <sighs> yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. good. Wow. Um, just thinking about all the, the people that have done their, like, meme countdowns, and that one's not included, which is just <laughs> disrespectful. Allie's just making her own 2010s list, like, best of the day. It's all the Kravitz. <laughs> yeah, it's just lots of different effort, different edits there. That's for sure. Um, okay, so let's talk about this movie. Um, Jenny, why did you bring this movie to the space? Okay, so <laughs> um, Interview with the Vampire is a crazy movie. It is just, <laughs> it is so awful, but so great. And it has, like, this weird lasting power <laughs> in that yeah. it's it's still, like, it's still in the space. Like, when you talk about vampire movies, it's always brought up. It's always, like, in those top few movies. And I think, honestly, it is Tom Cruise's best work. Yeah. So, oh, sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> that is the, that is the reason. The way that you're describing Interview with the Vampire being part of the, like, canon, it makes me just think of, like, fucking Axe body spray. Like, it just doesn't leave. Like, it's just... Yeah. Yeah, it's the... Like, it's not because it's good. No. Just just like Axe body spray. Yeah, it just doesn't go away. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) No, I agree. Um, So... Cody, did you watch this? Have you watched this movie prior to talking about this? Yeah, it, it's been a really long time though. Okay, so you would see. Okay, but I rewatched it today. Cool, yeah. cool. I went into this fresh, and I somehow did not. I was apparently creating my notes on my app when the like credits started on this incredibly slow, like full of credits, the beginning movie, um, mm-hmm. and did not realize but should have, my mistake, um, that this was an Anne Rice. She's got her stink all over this. Oh, yeah, yes. baby. Yes. She wrote the book and the screenplay. <sighs> Which makes so much more sense now. Like, I'm able to contextualize my watching experience being like, oh, okay, that's her bl- brand of <laughs> yeah. stuff there. Fun little Anne Rice-isms, you know, <laughs> just sprinkled about. Um, yeah, that... First of all, like, I knew about this movie, obviously, because, like, it's Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise, and I Mm -hmm. only watch old movies that are on, like, fucking TNT or whatever the hell. But I had never seen this, and so I I was a little bit scared of it growing up, because I had a friend who had this movie poster in their room, and I was like, that looks scary. I'm not gonna... (laughs) I'm not gonna do that. There were so many people in there that I was not expecting, did not expect Mm -hmm. Antonio Banderas, did not expect Kirsten Dunst... Like, yeah. it is full, like, early, mid-90s flavor in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Kirsten Dunst's first movie. That's wild. She's very like, powerful in this. She really is. She's so good. She's She really acts the hell out of that role. I agree. Yeah, it's it feels like there was not a lot it provided on the script other than just, like, act whiny. And she was like, great, I got I got this. I know my character very well. I'm going to do it. Well, there's something interesting about the performance, too, because, like, she's playing a child, right? But then who has been a child for, like, 30-plus years and yes. forever. And so she has this, like, weird haggardness of, like, being an old woman and, like, being <laughs> grudging, but still, like, trapped in a 
tiny she's just body. adorable. And right, it's still just a child, and it's amazing that she's able to like convey all those things while still like literally being a child. Yes. Yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah. You don't see a lot of child vampires. Right. It's really just Renesmee. Yeah, the only ones I can readily think of are the newborns from the Twilight Saga, and they just got, mm-hmm. like, thrown into a fire. So, <laughs> this, arguably, Claudia's doing better than most, I would yeah. say. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, background on here that I didn't know was, one, this is, like, a very well-nominated movie for mm-hmm. like art and score which i get after watching this like i i understand what i did not realize until like a couple like an hour ago or so before i was preparing that um brad pitt fucking hated his time on this which is amazing to me like one Anne rice did that wasn't her first choice was like tom cruise or brad pitt which yeah. seems wild because like what do you mean what other like cultural <laughs> yeah. touchstones could you get yeah Especially in that time, like, these are the dudes. They yeah, are the dudes. The guys. But according to the Wikipedia page, anyways, she, Anne Rice had considered other people, including, but not limited to, the one and only John Malkovich. Which... Could you I mean, <laughs> I'd like to see it. I All Ooh, I can imagine now is... a fun, flirty wig? Yes. I just want to take the movie John Malkovich now and just turn it into Interview with the, with the Vampire. Of just someone interviewing John Malkovich in a very, like, fluffy wig at this point. <laughs> yes. Um, also, other things I did not realize was um, Rice was dealing with Hollywood's perception of homophobia. And mm-hmm. she wanted to just kind of switch the script around a little bit to uh, maybe have Cher there instead of Tom Cruise. Which is <laughs> like, what? I just want to yeah. know about these B-side movies more than the original <laughs> one at this point. Share. Just share. So important. Just share. Why not? Why not? Why not share? She wouldn't have to do anything. She would just be there. Yeah. Be like, yeah, okay, yeah, great. Yeah, I I want to know more about that movie. Yes. A lot. Um, and then just the another note that I found was that yeah, Brad Pitt was incredibly depressed. Apparently, when you film in London in the winter, only night shoots. He was just, like, really struggling with that and the sad script that he had, um, which sucks, I guess. So, um, Yeah, it's a really sad movie. It is. It is a really sad movie. Um, I want to know all of your thoughts about this movie, because I was shocked the entire time about what was going on. (laughs) It is. Yeah, I, it was very strange watching it on public transit. (laughs) And knowing people could, like, see what I was watching. Sure. And I, as I was watching, I was like, oh, I forgot about this. To every scene. It, I mean, most of my thoughts are regarding the wigs. As they should be. That's fair. I, and also just the, the amount of ruffles in the movie really just does something to me. Right. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... I think it's just really interesting because, like, Brad Pitt, he's not like the other vampires, you know? Like, he's he's <laughs> sad and he's got he has a moral conflict. Right. One could and... even say he's not like other girls, you know? Yeah, that's okay. true. <laughs> it gave off a lot of, as someone who hadn't seen this before, it gave off a lot of, like, Frankenstein vibes to me of Brad yeah. Pitt just being like, I don't understand. Like, why did you make me? Why am I here? Why am I alive? <laughs> just having an existential yeah, very... crisis. It's super existential. And that plus him being in all of this like late 1700s garb with a woman just like on his neck, just kissing. And he's like just completely disassociating. It's like there's there's (laughs) a real vibe there. It's a mood. Yeah. And also, I can't believe we haven't talked about Christian Slater yet. Okay. Uh, Well, yes. Be still my heart. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's wonderful. He's the best. I've said this on probably every, every episode of this podcast, intrinsically or not. <laughs> but Christian Slater is so fucking hot. It's so stupid. It's, I, it's it shouldn't even be fair. <laughs> right. And, like, especially during this, like, chunk of time, like, late 80s, early to late 90s, 
was just him doing kind of the same thing and yes. just being Christian Slater because oh that was commercially successful and also just great like cult stuff. Yes. But this is so good at that too because he's just like begrudging journalist. <laughs> like, being like, like any begrudging journalist character, I'm like, oh yes, I love you. But like right. when it's Christian Slater wearing these weird glasses, like right. absolutely. With this face. Yes. Tousled fucking hair. (laughs) Just talking to Brad Pitt in the weirdest apartment I've ever seen. In this vaguely unfurnished apartment. Why is it a triangle? I don't know. Like, why? (laughs) Who is the architect? Who did this? To be fair, I I resonate with that set designer a lot because when I think about San Francisco, I also think about like triangle shaped buildings. And so I feel yeah. like that's what was happening is they were like, ah, I don't know, just make it's good for angles. <laughs> <laughs> it just needs angles. Can we talk yeah. about how this is a gay movie. Please. Okay, this please. movie is thank you. so gay. The, like the most the, rife with homoeroticism. The I've fact ever that none seen. of the men kissed each other haunts me to this day like what's up okay they, Brad they did without the camera on i guess because like <laughs> i mean they, they had, had to, to have. have yeah i mean like brad pitt put his mouth like in antonio banderas's mouth but they didn't kiss. <laughs> <laughs> the lengths that they went to so they wouldn't actually kiss like that his... monologue where he was just talking into his mouth like <laughs> Well, it's really interesting, too, looking back on it. I knew it was, like, kind of a joke that this was, like, a gay movie, like, gay subtext. But, like, mm-hmm. looking back, I'm like, oh, this is, like, a gay gay movie. <laughs> there was like, no subtext really at gay. all. gay movie. Because, like, even the first, like, interaction and, like, or that, like, climactic, se- like, scene where he's being turned and everything is, like, an absolute metaphor for cruising. Like, shot oh, for yeah. shot, beat oh, for yeah. beat. They just, two dudes meet in the woods alone and then just, like, go at each other mm-hmm. in a really hypersexual way. <laughs> yeah, like, obviously, like, vampires sucking each other is a metaphor for sex always, so the amount of times right. that it happens between men in this is, like, powerful. Gala. Yeah. Yeah. It's a gay movie. And also the two, like, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt raising a child. Yes. Come on. That's a gay family. (laughs) She has two dads. I mean, she kisses one of them later, which is fucked up. But she has two dads. And and literally, like, Tom Cruise was like, all right, I'm going to orchestrate this whole thing so he doesn't leave me. I'm literally going to introduce a child to this relationship so we stay together. This is a gay partnership. This is gay. He picked a man to be his lifelong partner. Yeah. Yeah, it was all it all felt very intentional to me. In the first couple minutes, I looked over at my boyfriend and I was like, this is a gay movie, right? Like it's not just su- <laughs> like was this part of the culture as they were like, holy shit. I can't believe that I almost said Brad Cruz and Tom Pitt. But like honestly, <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, it may as well be they are married. Hmm. They are actual, like, soulmates in this. And I, the fact that it could be read as anything other than that feels absurd to me. It's absolutely just wrong. Like It's, that's it's it incorrect. Yeah, they just didn't watch the same film. Yeah, I mean, also uh, Anne Rice is, like, has said that she's gay. Well, I mean, so, that tracks that. based on what I know yeah. about her books, yeah. so. Yeah, she was interviewed a few <laughs> years ago and she said, I consider myself a part of the LGBT community. Well, damn. All right. So. Okay. How diplomatic Anne Rice. She's with us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no longer an ally, but a, a founder of the space. She's an LGBT and a Q. <laughs> she said, I am all of them. Yeah, she, she just snatched them all up. She needs to give them back. A lot of people could <laughs> use those. So like, <laughs> she she caught them all. They're all hers. <laughs> the scariest Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just hoard all of them. Jesus. Oh That's not how monopolies work, Ms. Rice. <laughs> Please share with the public. Yeah, I this movie is really something. <laughs> okay, I would be remiss not to talk about my favorite scene of this, and there's so many, it's hard to choose, but objectively my favorite scene is when <laughs> Brad Pitt is trying to kill that old woman and her dogs are just like barking the entire time. Oh, because I watched this with the captions on because I have to. And 
the the whole time he was trying to like have this immortal crisis of like i can't kill this woman um the fucking dogs in the captions were just like arf 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 and i'm like yes (laughs) i noticed that too it's so powerful oh it's so good one other thing that i feel like would be remiss not to talk about is the fact that there's that one moment with the angel statue that somehow becomes alive and then is never brought mm-hmm. up again. Who is she? Yeah. What is her journey? <laughs> what part of vampire powers allows you to like create people out of stone and just like, okay, this gargoyle is now a friend of mine. Yeah. But only vampires can see. <laughs> the powers in this movie don't make any sense. No. Oh, no. My favorite power is that they can only cry once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I you just that. get the one. You just get the one. You say, why? He was like, oh, I already cried. I'm done now. <laughs> I'm going to say that in therapy tomorrow. I should be like, sorry, I can't. I've uh, maxed out my amount, so. <laughs> I'm all dried up. Sorry. Got nothing in here. Oh, nothing. Um, yeah, there's, cause there's a part two, I think like pretty early on in the movie where Tom Cruise is like absolutely baffled about the fact that, uh, Brad Pitt can't read minds. And he's like, I don't understand. Just read her mind. I don't yeah. read her thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Brad Pitt looks over like, uh, hello. I don't, <laughs> what? I do love too that like what, on the note of the, the stone lady, like, Christian Slater's going, like, oh, so what is what does it look like when you're a vampire? Like, what are the new things that you're seeing? And he's like, no, I can't explain it. And he's like, well, can you, like, try a little bit? <laughs> Keep it a little bit? And he's like, no, no way. And there's, like, no other, like, the whole point of a movie is, like, oh, let's get into the visual aspects of what is cool. That <laughs> be transfixed in a, a new type of reality. It's like, nah, everything looks exactly the same. We're never going to bring that up ever again. Yep. And also, what the fuck is up with this interview? What is Christian Slater writing? Where is the this going to go? Essay. <laughs> is he going to submit this to his editor, and his editor is going to be like, "Sorry, this is all fake." So, yeah, he's going to be like, "Vampires don't exist." So, I noticed you filed a ten thousand word essay on vampires <laughs> when I asked for on a five hundred word review <laughs> on the vampire. On the vampire, because there's only one, and it is Brad Pitt. <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I also love that he lived for that long, but he kept the sideburns and the hair. Yes. When he was big. Powerful. They see he knows his so brand. Many different costume changes throughout the decades, and he still has the same facial hair and hair situation. It's, it's crazy. powerful. It's like Shane and the L word. It just it goes oh on God. forever. Just keep the same stick. Yeah. <laughs> if it works, it works, you know? Yes. Yeah. I, I respect it. You know, as someone who, like, my ideal wardrobe would be my favorite sweater and jeans every day. Just but, like, multiple mm. pairs. Like, a Christian Grey-style wardrobe with, yeah. instead of it being You're the just same a cartoon suit. character. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I get it. I get the brand. I understand. Yeah. I respect it. I'm going to just add Anne Rice here. What the fuck's up with the racial stereotypes you got going on in this? Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> What's it's up with that? Rough. Ms. Oh, I have all the identities and rice. What's up? The amount of times that I've that sh- they said Creole in this movie. <laughs> I could have been drunk off it, you know? Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, Brad Pitt owned slaves in this movie. Yeah. That's really so... something. Like, first introductory sentence. Like, yeah, man, on a plantation. What's good? It's like, no. Uh-oh, it's like, no, bad. Shit. That's Ooh. not good. Uh-uh. Yeah, I did not, I did not, like, I was very confused by the whole thing, too. Like, it didn't seem quite necessary, but, I mean, whatever. It definitely wasn't. (laughs) So. No. No. Because they're also, like, not integral to the plot, really. No. Like, they're just side characters that kind of appear in one or two large moments but like nothing the narrative does not rely on their reactions or their place in the narrative at all yeah no it's completely they didn't need it there at right. all and the fact that they made this movie in 1994 and they were like we should keep the plantation part that sounds like <laughs> that seems good we should do that when all i wanted the whole time and i only got it in the last couple minutes 
was vampires in cars and knowing how said cars work. Yes. That's what I wanted, yeah. was I want to see vampires in the modern world, but a lot. Right. No. Yeah, I really, I, I need it. someone to edit that picture, that video of uh, Tom Cruise in the car with Life is a Highway Plane. Like, I just want that. Oh my god. Yes. It's, I guess. It's beautiful. His hair flows in the wind. It's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> and he is really going to ride it all night long. So, like, I get yeah, it. Truly. Quite literally. <laughs> <laughs> in so many different ways. You know, life's just a high when you when you're a vampire. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know true. I mean? That's that's what they say. Is Tom Cruise doing stand up? Is, is anyone? <laughs> anyone? 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 So yes. they pay very well. There's <laughs> okay. There's like three notes on here that I feel like I need to bring up because I don't remember when they happened. I just know that I wrote it down. Um, one is I said, why can I see every single one of Tom Cruise's neck veins? <laughs> <laughs> the he veins was doing... are really wild. Yeah. <laughs> he was doing also, the most. Yes. Also, shout out Brad Pitt's forehead vein. Okay. Yes. Unsung hero of this film. <laughs> Best supporting actor. Yeah, true. Uh, yeah, I... Wow. Um, there was apparently also a part here where I mentioned that my favorite pairing was just fucking Brad Pitt and Fire. Like, just having an existential crisis with fire in the background. Because they're... What, oh my my boyfriend said this, too, that, like, the fire budget on this film was incredibly big. Yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I do... I do have a note that says... that just says, the flying man on fire? Hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing That's else. fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's all you need. That's it. Yeah, that's all we need. Uh, and my last one here that... Cody, I know you're going to be upset about this, but, like, we do have to talk about the fact that he was watching Nosferatu. So, like, Ugh. what? <laughs> oh, my God. It's There's vampire meta maybe. in here. It's all, it. everything is connected. Yeah. Brad Pitt is a cinephile in this movie. <laughs> that makes <laughs> and True to form. Yeah. Yeah. Art imitates life. <laughs> well, and it, it makes sense, because, like, he wants to see himself represented in this world, and... You know, mm-hmm. Brad Pitt is equally, as a vampire, is equally as attractive as Nosferatu as a vampire. And so, like, I really, it makes sense to me <laughs> that, like, <laughs> so oh ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> they both give off the same, like, I hate this world, but I'm also, like, horny for love kind of feeling to me. <laughs> oh so, like, God. I get it. You know? I just want them to be able to meet. Oh. That's all I want. <laughs> just oh be friends. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Um, and then also, like, I mean, I feel like it's obvious, right, that Kirsten Dunst just needed a mom in that whole thing. And so she just kept, like, trying to make moms. <laughs> and, yeah. and Tom Cruise was like, get Are the... You f- my mom? <laughs> Are you my mom? Are you my mom? <laughs> Tom Cruise was like, I am your mom and your dad. Get this the fuck away from me. <laughs> so, wow. It's all, I mean, yeah. great movie, really. Cinema. <laughs> yeah, this is when cinema was invented, actually. By Neil Jordan in 1994. I I believe it. Yeah. I mean, that whole scene when Kirsten Dunst dies and just becomes Ash. And then Brad Pitt cries and breathes his daughter in. Very powerful. (laughs) That's art. True. I don't know if you know it, but like that's... Add that to your masters. You know what I mean? Like that's art. You only love someone if you inhale their... Ash, I don't, you know, you get it. <laughs> oh my god. You know, that's what they say all, about all the millennials these days. They eat ash. Oh. I mean. My god. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst thing I've ever said. But it's, like, I it's want so it true. on a t-shirt. Like, it's so cursed, but so important. That's how Tom Cruise needs to start his setup. 
Um, like he needs to start his comedy routine with, you know what, kids these days. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh God, Tom Cruise, no. <laughs> but then he whips it around. He subverts it. Yeah. Well, this movie uh, was really something. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch it again, but I'm glad that I did. <laughs> yeah, I, I did it the one. Yeah, I can't believe I've seen this twice. <laughs> and that just feels like so much time. Because there were so yeah. many parts in that where I was like, ooh, we we're still going? Hmm? Yeah, this movie is so long yeah. and the plot is just a straight plateau. Right. It drags for so long. Like, once it's like after the first hour, it is just like, nothing happens. And then yeah, it's kind it of is. fun at the end. And then it's like, what happened? Why is there 40 minutes of nothing? Yeah, it's, it's a weird movie. I would not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I feel, first of all, you recommended this and then I had to watch it. So rude. Um, but um, I'm the, so sorry. It's okay. It's okay. You're, you're fine. Um, the other part was, as we were watching this, my boyfriend said this would work better as a, like a mini series, like a TV mm-hmm. show format. And I feel yeah. like that would help kind of cut some of the middle part that felt like it dragged on for a while. Yeah. Sure. It's also, yeah. it's a book series. Right. So... I don't know how much they, like, stuck to just one book for this one, but I feel like they kind of crammed some stuff in there. That, I would, I can say that that's correct, even though I don't know that factually it is. It just feels, <laughs> it just feels right to me on there. Well, uh, final thoughts for our immortal dads. Our fathers. Oh <laughs> Truly the founding fathers of <laughs> vampires. I, uh... <laughs> I have a few quick things. Please. One, when Brad Pitt gets so emotionally moody that he just decides to burn the house down. Oh, yeah. This giant mansion in yes. the most dramatic way possible. It's a vibe and a mood. It is. I'm obsessed with it. Um, also, I think these are all Brad Pitt adjacent because he's so good in this movie. But there's another moment where, like, Tom Cruise pours him this like rat blood in a chalice so (laughs) yes to make him feel better about drinking blood and he just like begrudgingly like gets two palms out and just wraps them around this goblet in the most (laughs) awkward way possible he just like cups it on either side of his hands never touching with his fingers just his palms um and then when they do their fun little tap dance in the like outdoor like court whatever like weird corridor thing that's happening they like go up and dance on the top of the ceiling. Yes. It brings me joy. I feel like there could be a whole other book specifically about the Vampire Theater Company. Um, yes. yes. And it feels, I feel honestly a little bit betrayed that like Vampire Academy is not that. <laughs> is that <laughs> yeah. That just feels yeah. like a one-to-one kind of thing there for me. That would make it better, truly. But it's fine. Um, I guess we just get like a brief little moment of some vampires that are very jealous of the whole situation and just try to like fucking kill Brad Pitt. So whatever. I'll just be salty about it. But yeah, I mean, wow. Congrats, Christian Slater, for getting the life you really wanted out of that movie. Mm -hmm. You wanted the attention from vampires and you got it in the most amount possible. So, but wow. I mean, I'm glad that you brought this to the space and I'm, I'm also glad to never talk about this movie again, I think. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) That's fair. But next week, we have, and I know that we teased this last week, but like for real though this time, we're actually going to, for real though this time, we're actually going to watch Beasley. So, (sighs) I I don't want to watch it, but I'm gonna, I'll watch it. I listen. I love Vanessa Hudgens. It'll be fine. It'll just be awful. So yeah, we make sacrifices for the people we love all the time. So it's fine. You know, it's true. It's true. Um, we have a couple patrons to thank, and today I I pulled for you. I curated for you um, a nice sample of tasty morsels, and those morsels are uh, from the Screen Rant. This piece is ten things that actually aged well in the Twilight Saga. So, we got a little bit of that so far for you. Um, Cody, would you like to start? Hell yeah. Shout out Janae Jasper. What a name. Whose 
gonna be number two. It's simple style. <laughs> which I don't think can be described towards the Twilight movies even a little bit. It's just a very simple, low-key right. aesthetic. I don't understand what's not to get. Super chill. It's just great. Yeah, it's just Catherine great. Hardwick, famously a minimalist um, in yeah. her approach to things. A very hard filter person. She just sure. doesn't. Yeah. She just doesn't like him. You know. Um, the next person that I want to take a moment and just shout out is Kelly Beck. Woo! And Kelly, you are obviously going to be number four of something that never gets old: the thoughts and feelings of a teenager. <laughs> Love it. None, none that are hyperbolic at all. No. Nope. nope Very nope. accurate. Yeah, of course. Shout out Sophia Salinger. Pew, 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 pew. Who's obviously going to be number seven, the soundtrack. Oh my god. The Bops on Bops. <laughs> now, Jenny. Yes. Which movie has the best soundtrack, in your opinion? Numo. Okay. Great. Yeah. You chose the right answer, so... <laughs> Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's nothing funny I can say to that other than just yeah, it fucks. Yeah. So I mean St. Vincent allowed to stay is on, on the it, episode. So. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> all right, shout out to Aaron Salinger. Woo! Who's gonna be and I have to say it because I know Cody won't, number eight, Jacob's character. <laughs> Things that will never get oh, like that actually yeah. aged well. Jacob's yeah. character. Nothing bad about his character at all. <laughs> Really fits in with the times, one would say. I have to cut you off because you will not stop unless I do. <laughs> Shout out Taylor Brown, Town, Wantner. Stronger than the Marines. Braver and stronger. Don't get it fucking twisted. Thank you for your service. Who's gonna be number six? The unintentional comedy. I. I have. Mm, <laughs> why did they choose this screen cap? <laughs> Of Nessie being like, this is this is comedy, folks. I don't know if you knew. <laughs> Remember this fucking gag? Remember we were all just busting our so, guts over this? Wow. Last but never least is Katie Weber. And Katie, I feel like it's obvious for you, and I'm sorry if you didn't re- immediately resonate with this one, but it's it's obviously number nine, the will-they-won't-they they angle. Mm-hmm. Because... You, What's going to happen, you know? <laughs> no one knows. knows. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, people are still trying to find out. Yeah, I hope they figure it out. Honestly. What I also want to know is, Jenny, what fan fiction did you bring to the space today? <laughs> okay, so it's called When at Gay Pride. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you have my I'll read you. <laughs> I'll read you the one-sentence synopsis. Thank you. Bella attends the Gay Pride Parade in Amsterdam while visiting her friend Alice during her studies abroad. Okay. Okay, so this is this is where we are. I can't wait. All right. And now we prepare for a dramatic reading. Please. <laughs> it, yes. It was honestly difficult Throat. to pick a section because there's, there's so much crazy stuff. I'm sure. There's so much happening. Okay. So, Bella, she starts. Did you ever experiment with Alice or another girl? The question catches me off guard, and I almost choke on my beer. Once I've regained my composure, I take a moment to formulate a response. The thing is, I have been curious about what it would be like to be with a girl, but I don't see myself in a relationship with a girl. My boyfriend in high school had been raised very traditionally and was quite homophobic, so I never brought it up when I was with him. We broke up when he found out that Alice is bi. Wow. And with Edward, I don't need to have, I don't have a need to do anything about the curiosity I might have. Well, with Alice, it was never an issue, because we've always just been friends. Besides, I'm not her type, I explained with a wink. I suppose there may have been times when I was a little curious, but I never acted on it. And now you're happy with Edward, she concludes. I'm extremely happy with Edward. We're a great match. He is also very understanding about my being slightly curious. What do you mean? Well, if I were to ever want to experiment with a woman, he would be okay with it, as long as I'm honest about it. He knows it would be, it would just be to settle a curiosity, and I would be coming home to him. Ruse contemplates that for a moment, a thoughtful expression on her face. So if you and I were to hook up, that'd be okay? She eventually asks. My mind immediately conjures up an image of her lips on mine and my fingers in her hair as our bodies press close together 
and I swallow thickly, knowing I might be blushing. Let's ask him, shall we? I suggest then. Her mouth drops open before a wicked grin takes over her face. She nods at me encouragingly as I take out my phone once more to send Edward a text. Oh my god! (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) What does that text look like? Is it just emojis? (laughs) I have no idea. I want to know everything. It's in the fanfic. It is 5,000 words long. Wow. Thank God. I'm so glad that I'm going to get off this call and just definitely not read that. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's bad. I read most of it. Oh, well, that's a shame. But thank you for bringing that. That is powerful. Um, Gay rights. Yes. I'm so glad that we were able to usher in Anne Rice to this conversation so we could actually talk about gay rights for once on the show. (laughs) It's about time. (laughs) Yes. Jenny, where can people find you and support the important work that you are doing in this world? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at QueerXOH. That's where it is. Yeah. (laughs) That's where it is. Yep. Yes. (laughs) That's where I live. That's where the party's at. That's where I live. That's my home. And I live there. (laughs) Oh, goddamn. Well, this has been a joy. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait to never talk about this movie again, but it's been beautiful this time that we've spent together. Uh, <laughs> um, and as we say here in Seattle, get bit and get whipped. Ooh. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, who you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, who you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone